0: The Powell podcast is at it again, dropping after having reviewed the Spotify Rat. Let me start by thanking everybody. According to the data, it looks like the profile of the listeners are podcastologists. I mean, this sounds fancy. I quote They're in tune with the past and present, gravitating towards podcasts that stand the test of time. We'll be at it in a thousand years, or at least for the next five years, God willing. We're already in December. So many things to take care of, planning for 2023, checking these 2022 resolutions and refining them for next year. Let's do that. Here's our new guest, a Nigerian located in Canada. Nigeria, you have really some hustlers on the continent and outside the continent, actually. Eric Osuwa is the founder of Afuma, a blockchain company, and Celitic, a multi-vendor marketplace. I hope I did not lose you on blockchain, but I hope you'll listen closely to Eric's ideas. It takes me back to conversations I have had, and actually I keep on having with some friends where few wonder if business can do good for societies. Listen, I personally believe if you have to read something this year, or at least the beginning of next year, read two books, Completing Capitalism by Bruno Roche and J. Jacob, and Bertrand Badrez, can Finance Save the World. In my humble opinion, these books take readers to understanding that companies can be profitable and also be good for societies. Take that, Milton Friedman. You'll find the references on the show notes. By the way, if you happen to know the president of Nigeria or the central bank governor, please share this episode. Our Podcast is available on all major podcast platforms. And by the way, thank you again for sharing episodes on social media. Do you know Patreon? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Patreon is a tool that helps the podcast projects going. These projects take time and investments. If you'd like to support my work, you can find the link on the show notes also. Parole is among the 20% of most followed podcasts on Spotify. The audience is in about 130 countries. What I usually tell myself, because let's be real, I have not been on TV or radio to market my podcast. So I expect the listeners to be mostly and friends. Listen. The top six countries are Canada, France, U.S., Burundi, Belgium, and Rwanda. I mean, talk about the Burundian diaspora. If you know, you know. But every now and then, I am amazed to read Montenegro, Japan, Russia, Thailand, or Belize. If you're still listening, I'll be happy to catch up on Instagram. Voilà. Parole Podcast with Eric Osuwa. Until next time. Parole Podcast is back and uh, he's in Canada. And today I have Eric. Eric, who's from, I'm trying to say it with a French accent, but I can say it like Eric, you know. He's trying <laughs> to say that I speak several languages, just putting this out there. And funny enough, Nigeria is full of people who are doing so many great things for Africa and Africans all, all over the world. Can I say we're jealous a little bit, or yeah?
1: You better be just, jealous. That's what
0: yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, that was so well. That was because I was trying to be like, oh, you know, just you know. But how? Okay, just tell me one thing about Nigeria that I don't know yet. That I, you know, knowing that I'm in the tech market, you can tell me something historical, something you know, geographic. Juror- I don't know. Just tell
1: me I, something I, about I, Nigeria. That's that's gonna be a tough one, Alex. But um um let's see what um I I am not a history buff myself I I don't know um but um I can say that I don't know if I don't know that's I I wouldn't want to call out how many ethnic uh, groups we have in Nigeria but a lot of people tend to think that you know we have three major ethnic groups which is the Yoruba, Igbo, and Aousa but we have Mm -hmm. way more than that but those are the major three Right. Okay. Um. For so for some of our audiences who are attending right now, we do have other, you know, tribes and all and all whatnot and um across Nigeria. But um. But yes, we are maybe something that a lot of your audience uh, do don't know is that uh, we still remain the giant of Africa. So let's just put it that way. Oh
0: my goodness. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> last time I told you, huh? Burundi is the heart of Africa. And for those who are still wondering what I'm talking about, just look at a map and just look at a map <laughs> but crazy question is yeah. the people like is Yoruba close like when you speak do you understand Igbo or like is it something really foreign like Finland and French and you know uh, for just, me? like Spanish is and that... English yeah for me
2: for you guys
0: um, like yeah
1: it, it's not foreign um I don't I, I don't hear Yoruba um uh, I don't speak Yoruba um, mm-hmm. But it doesn't sound foreign to me because I've always lived with um, oh, yeah. Yoruba people. have always been my neighbors when I lived back in Nigeria then. Okay. Um, so it's not foreign to us per se. Right. So um, mm-hmm. there are uh, even some members of my family, my siblings, some of them do um, understand Yoruba. India, okay. Right. Because I grew okay. up in Lagos. Okay. Um, and so so um but yeah, it doesn't sound foreign to us. Um so because I mean everybody's we're we're more of a close niche, I mean close community within um Nigeria itself. So so yeah, it's um it's very, very now for outsiders that might mm-hmm. be um sound foreign and all whatnot, which which is understandable under, Understandable. understanding. So
2: yeah.
0: Because my, my my, question is when I'm listening to some Afrobeats, for example. I'm not going to lie. I have no idea if it is in this language or that language. Yeah, okay. So you can tell me, because I'm old school, P-Square. P-Square no
1: is, uh, what... P Square is they're they from, they are Igbo guys, right? So really? they're from yeah. my tribe. Yes, they are Igbo guys. <laughs> it's like,
0: really? Definitely, uh, yes, yes, yeah. Yes, P-Square is and, Igbo. And uh, Boy. B- huh. Um,
1: and I know Boy fans are going to hate me if I say <laughs> that. I, I, and I apologize ahead of if their fans are going to be listening to this, I'm on my knees. I'm begging, please don't, don't hate me. Um, oh, wow. But I'm not sure where Bonaboy Boy is from, to be honest. Um, and maybe that might be my homework after this. And I, don't get me wrong, I, I, you know, I, 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 um, I, I started listening to Bonaboy Boy very recently, maybe about a year, two years ago. Okay, and, same right? for me. Because yeah, I think when yeah. he went into the Afro beat side, then that's when he really blew up, and I really started. Uh, appreciating his his music and and all what mm-hmm. but I, I would say I wouldn't know but uh, like someone like Davido for example is, yeah. is is Yoruba right ah
0: okay yes and Whiskeyed Whiskeyed Ghen- is Yoruba is... as well okay because I, I had heard before like oh but he grew up in Guyana and you know Ghanaians were like appropriating his you
1: know <laughs> success I'm
0: like I don't get it it's yeah. like what yeah, yeah, so, yeah, okay Griffith Ah, okay so let me let me before we jump into what we're going to talk about let me talk about those artists for example huge success Afrobeats and whatnot and success in entrepreneurial endeavors if i'm talking about for example Whisked, he's becoming this person oh is it Whisked? yeah it's Whisked. he's becoming this person who is going into the tech industry like hard like or oh, is it me? I'm just maybe confusing one or two the the yeah. guys. Yeah. But anyway, Burna Boy is like becoming an ambassador for Cash App. Yeah. And yeah. others That's are becoming right. ambassadors. So now you realize like we have successful artists back home. Absolutely. We really do like, but the thing is maybe they're being, you know, working, they're working for, can I say foreign capitals and foreign mm-hmm. industries and everything?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Where are you sitting now? Again, you're sitting in Canada. Is this something that you look at and be like, "I'm proud to see the success of these guys and what they can, you know, achieve, and you know, with the help of social media, internet, blah, 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 blah." Mm-hmm. We can go there, or can you say like, oh, maybe, maybe if you just do something for MTN or EcoBank mm-hmm. or Econet, mm-hmm. it will be more um, rewarding, I guess, mm-hmm. patriotic. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um.
1: I am very proud of uh, the accomplishment. Accomplishments, uh, accomplishments uh, these these uh, artists have, have have done. They 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 are multi talented in what they what they do. Um, um, Cash App is. I I think it's founded by, I, I think an African, right? I, I believe so. Mm-hmm. Someone either from Ghana or somewhere, right? Um, and you're not far off. The uh, I think Davido is an ambassador for Flutterwave, I believe, right? Yeah. Right. Um, so these are okay, still like African based yeah. cool. companies. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think they were probably founded in the US, but they are doing good work in Africa. Right. Um, so having um, African artists representing them or being ambassadors makes sense. Right. Um, and if tomorrow uh, the likes of Bonaboy or, uh, or Davido is representing some US company, good for them. Right. That shows that we have talent, right? People are paying attention to us, what we're doing, right? And, you know, the internet, social media, the the global markets, you know, when it comes to the um, music industry has grown so much and giving these guys the opportunity to scale beyond um, Nigeria, right? That is the opportunity that... Um, um, uh, You know, social media, the internet, um, the globe being connected has given these guys, right? If everything was locked down in Nigeria, nobody would know Bonaboy in the US. Nobody would know Davido. I remember I was um, attending a conference somewhere in New Orleans and I was walking into a convenience store. Guess which music was playing there? Davido. I was like, what the hell is going (laughs) on here? Like, Are you kidding me? You know, so this is in New Orleans, uh, downtown in New Orleans, right? Just walked in and Davido's music was playing there. And this was owned by a white person. So that is to show you that uh, they are making waves. And I am so, so, so Mm -hmm. proud of the accomplishments um, these artists are are, are making. And there are a lot of them still coming up today. And uh, we are looking forward to uh, what Africans uh, are going to do as we start. We keep saying it, Africa is the future, right? And yeah. I have no doubt that we will. Maybe one day we might be the next Wakanda as we see on the on the Marvel Universe, you know? So Marvel might just be giving us an insight. To that.
0: <laughs> there you go. And Wakanda is in East Africa. Thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I'm just to saying. <laughs>
1: and I know you had to bring that up again for
0: it's, sure it's it's my home. it's my home. <laughs> so what about us then because um obviously as an African I like to say that you know not all countries are the same obviously Ghana is not Nigeria Nigeria will not be Egypt you tell me about your background because yeah. I, I don't know what it feels like for example to to Burundi it's a small soon I think it's like a village or like a neighborhood in your you know compared to your country yeah. but what does it feel like to grow up in lagos uh, i keep hearing people like you take two hours to go from a to b you know like things like that i'm like what two, two hours i'm like i'm in another country like literally I'm, <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. what is that yeah. feeling how does that shape you as a person and, and i guess like every i hear that every nigerian is a like a hustler or whatever Mm-hmm. And it feels like it's true. Like yeah. I, you look around, you're like every Nigerian is kind of like looking for opportunities, yeah. which is yeah. great. Uh,
1: that that's absolutely right. Uh, we are very hardworking folks in in Nigeria. All right, um, they're very hardworking people. We everybody is um, hustling to make a living or to be, to do something um, um, that can either be impactful or non impactful. Where they can, they are just looking to make a buck or so, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look at the situation in Nigeria now, uh, where inflation is off the charts right now, um, um, uh, the economy is not doing well at all. Insecurity is also an issue, right? I mean, uh, the, 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 universities, um, are shut down right now as we is on strike. Um, you know, so, okay.
2: you know, kids
1: have been out of school for. I don't know for, how, for so long, right?
0: Are you kidding? So, or are you serious?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. You, you mean
0: now? Because like we're in August now. 2022. Yes,
1: yes, yes. The 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 academic um, students' union in, in in Nigeria is on strike, and they've been doing this for how long? Maybe years now. I guess I, I might be wrong, but but they are totally on strike right now, and. Um, you know, everybody's trying to find what to do. Student kids are not in school. What what's going to happen? You know, um, crime is going to go up. Um, you know, kids are just going to be looking. What 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 do we expect from people? So the the, the next aspect for them would be to find ways to to make an income, right? And um, you know, I grew up in. I grew up in lagos as as you pointed out and uh, back then when we were still kids things were way much better than it is today right um things were way way much better than it is today um but over time you, you know you start seeing things deteriorate right and uh traffic is a is a mess in in lagos i, I do mean. not look forward to any time <laughs> being in lagos every time uh, that's um, crazy. People, when I travel back home and say, oh, do you want a vehicle so that I can move around? I said, no, I don't need that at all, right? It is oh. it is a mess. That's the no doubt about that. Um, But Lagos, I loved living in Lagos, even though I'm originally from Anambra state, which is in the southeast part of Nigeria. But my my parents uh, raised us in in Lagos, and uh, I lived there for pract- almost... Um, half of my life so far right Mm. well about so because i moved here i moved to canada about almost 20 years now and um lagos is a bustling city right it's Mm. it's it's it's, everybody's hustling there you know it's um it's a vibrant city no doubt about that so all those things had an impact in my life as well i remember I, i used to work for mtn Um, when I uh, I was in Nigeria and a couple of other companies before I hopped into MT. And I remember waking up 4 a.m. in the morning just to get uh, beat the traffic in. Yeah, because I lived in some part of Lagos that's a bit remote um, because my office used to be at um, um, Victoria Island in, in, in Lagos okay. then. so I See, now I like, know where it is. Yeah, yeah, Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs>
0: this
1: so is I like your, wake...
0: your, your, how do you say, like Champs-Elysees or yeah, whatever. Exactly.
1: Well, like, is that's, what
0: I'm, that's my push, understanding. VI, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> <BI, laughs>
1: Lecky, you know. Um, so yeah, I used to wake up mm. like 4 a.m. in the morning wow. to, to beat that traffic, get into uh, public transportation and mm. um, hit the road. You know, it, it, it shaped my life. And when wow. I see my kids today, you know, take the school bus, and they're going, to oh, drop me off at school. I'm like, <laughs> seriously? Really? We used to hop on the bus, then uh, chase after buses, and the buses, you say, hey, you get to your bus stop, the bus say, just jump off the bus, and because we, are, we need to keep going, you know? So... <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine yourself oh what do i do and you're hopping up the bus while it's that in motion so you know so, so... It, 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 somebody uh, those... has
0: to stop that you so know you know those I mean?
1: they used to call them molu, those big 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 bosses then you know mm. um so people they will just keep going and they're going and people are hopping off and hopping off and you know trying to it's it's insane but those things shaped us uh, uh, at the time right uh uh, so, yes, sometimes I look at my kids today and I say, you guys have it lucky. However, mm. um, the world has not been favorable to you as well because uh, the way the economy is now, we're talking about climate change, we're talking about all these things. You, you, th- These things will impact you all. And mm. these are the times that I keep telling them, you need to pay attention to what's happening globally because these are things that are, will impact you. And as you start to realize this and you have a voice and you're able to vote um you have the ability to in, you know make a change in this part of the world we have the we have some of that power to uh, to make those kind of changes in places like in africa and nigeria it is still very difficult why not there yet but i know we will eventually we will um, but um, but yes those things um impacted my my life i when, when i came down here and i saw how you know things were functioning here and all whatnot i was like night and day you know it's uh, it's incredible i'm gonna share i'm gonna share a story with you i remember going to the bank when i came to canada Uh and i i i I, you know paid you know i set up my bank account and i wanted to pull out some money Mm -hmm. and and the cashier then was like um what dollar bills i said i can't remember how much i wanted to pull out and she said in what uh, denominations did i want i was like. She's asking me what denominations. I remember in Nigeria, back then, you know, these cashiers then they would say, "Hey, here is your money." I say, "Can I have it in fifty naira or this is it?" That's what we have. Go take it or leave it, you know. Um, But you know, the good thing is times have changed. Times have changed now. I I remember the last time I went to Nigeria, the customer service at the banks were much better and all whatnot. You know, so when you look at the back back then, you you come here you appreciate when i say yeah. things that it's it's in, it's impacted the way we've seen things or you know yeah. we've um, been built or molded in a setting where you come to this part of the world and you see how things are much easier much flexible much better um you tend to appreciate it a lot
0: yeah, right big
1: time so those things definitely did have a way to impact us you know, impact me
0: uh, back there, I, back I, I like the bank story. It is so cool because even saying it, I'm like, is that a story? Because, oh, and then I'm like, do we even ask that back home? I don't know. And I worked in a bank, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, so, yeah, ooh, yeah, yeah. But, but the telling of the, the the maybe the services or anything that, you know, that really speaks about how we're treated or how we treat customer service as well, for me, it's really something that put me, like I started, um, I started actually uh, hospitality Came to France, seen how you know French people cook, you know the whole blah 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 that goes along. Yeah, there's so much protocol that makes that doesn't make sense when you're not inside, but makes sense for us. who are in there to you know to kind of keep track of what we're doing. Da 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 da. da. And you do the same thing, for example, for the banking system. I remember this, like honestly. I I love my time working at that bank. I really loved it because I learned a lot. Like I learned things that was not reading in books, you know, because you go home and they're like, see, the professor told you this. And I'm like, inflation, what? You know, and then now people are living through inflation. I'm like, Mm -hmm. "Uh, I've had 30 years of experience. I'm just saying, you know, and I feel like I remember this person coming to ask me about something about the bank accounts. And she asked me to to print like the statement bank statement and i'm like you know you know you're you're working you're like yeah sure give me your number accounts blah 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 blah. i'll just have to you know control p yeah
2: yeah (laughs) you know
0: yeah. it's like yeah but you're gonna give it to me for free and i'm like say that again
2: yeah
0: he's like are you gonna give this i'm like sure and then i ask like colleagues they're like yeah it's like five thousand at a time i was like let's just say two euros or five euros yeah Yeah. it's like you pay to know the amount of money that is on your own bank account Mm -hmm. it's like there is a problem here and then you come back here in France you learn things differently so for me I tend to mirror the experience that I've had with maybe the western world like France whatever Nigeria I'm not gonna lie I've had had so many expectations like in terms of the power of the you know the population the amount of people who are on the you know on the ground hustling and i'm like you guys cannot take 25 dollars per day or per month i can't even remember that and every time i'm reading this on articles and again every time i'm like 25 huh? <laughs> how how do you deal with that like i don't maybe you don't send money home maybe you do but that logic for me is still is foreign how can you explain it to us or explain it to me because i still can process that information
1: yeah i mean um and you're you're referring to like when like remittances and all whatnot is that what you're referring to yeah
2: yeah
1: Mm -hmm. um you know it, it predominantly if you look at the volume of remittances going to africa i mean when you look at financial transactions happening across all, a lot of the revenue coming into africa most of it is purely based on remittances right and um if you if you look at you know the cost of when you're sending some of this money back home and all whatnot right sometimes these things are in- inevitable you we have to send money home yeah. right we have mm-hmm. to just send money home the question is the technology involved are required to send some of this money. Now we have the likes of MoneyGram. We have the likes of all the. the, the uh, You can't go Word to the right. banks because yeah. if you do, if you go to the banks and you're doing a wire transfer, those things are expensive. Oh you have goodness. World Remit as well, yeah. and mm-hmm. then uh, uh, so these 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 uh, platforms. um, um, help us in, in order to connect with the, the, the family and friends and all whatnot that are back there, right? Um, the question now is um, the cost of sending some of that money back home, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's, it, it, sometimes for people like us, it's um, it's not too much of a big deal. But when you're not talking about high volume transactions as well, then that you start seeing the impact, you start feeling it a lot. Um, and that is why one of the things we started looking at, that, that's why, you know, when the world started talking about, you know, cryptocurrencies and, and all whatnot, um, th- these technologies will, will change the way we do transactions or commerce today or the way we do remittances today. And that is why Nigeria remains um, one of the top 10 countries transacting in crypto globally, right? Nigeria, Yeah. even though if you know that the banks have been banned to deal with crypto. So how is that even possible, right? Um, because people have to do daily transactions, remittances have to be sent. Uh, <laughs> we're looking at now there are peer-to-peer <laughs> blockchain networks that are enabling some of these things, right? Um, so the the, the 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 technology has to change. We mm. we have to adopt to new tech um, uh, because um, some of these I use the word legacy fintech approaches to. Um, sending money they still are very relevant to us today don't get me mm-hmm. wrong but is that still how is how sustainable is that going to be in the future yeah. right um, so yes so I, I think those things do there is a big importance in the way that we start looking at how we conduct or send money or the, uh, uh, do transactions across africa and again mm-hmm. don't forget um, Africa is very, very, very fragmented. We see all. We sometimes see all of us as one big happy family, mm. <laughs> but a lot of commerce, business, a lot of things are fragmented across mm. um, um, Africa. You know, when you look at the ecosystem, entrepreneurial ecosystem across Africa, I look at the, from a tier one, tier two, to a tier three, tier one's could be, you know, very populous countries. Um, uh, Large have large markets, and Mm. we have large internet penetration to some extent, like the likes of Lagos, Kenya, South Johannesburg, right? And then when you start looking at, I don't know how much Burundi, where Burundi, I'll probably put put Burundi on as a tier Tier three, three, tier three, right? Ecosystem, right? Mm. Um, It's very fragmented. That's why you can't have someone in Nigeria conducting business with someone in. You can find but it becomes difficult. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. It
1: becomes difficult. And that is why when when we started, when I started looking at my startup um, and how we were going to help enable small micro entrepreneurs, we felt that we have to look at things from a fragmented perspective. How do we cross that barrier? How do we break all that barrier? And we have to look at improving the technology. That's the only way we can do that.
0: Right. absolutely for those who are listening now at the moment i think it's the time to kind of you know get into the nitty-gritty i have to tell you this uh i've tried i've been trying to explain blockchain to my mom and so my mom is like my go-to person just in case you know if she understands people will understand it's not to trash her it's because she's you know absolutely. where she is yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now funny enough Eric, she is starting to really catch the 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 power, I guess, you know, like I think some revelation came along and I like the power of the blockchain. But still, when you're listening to, you know, news outlets, sometimes you can be like, oh, you know, come on, blockchain for everything, for VR, for gaming, for food, for this and that. And sometimes it can be really tiring even for me who is in that space. But still for me, if I take blockchain, apply it to Africa, I'm like so excited. Like, ugh. Even this Sunday, I was having a conversation with a friend. I'll let you know, you know, later on. But I would like for you to introduce to us what you do, you know, what is your startup, what is the reason you came up with the idea with your team and everything, and yeah, yeah, yeah. start with that.
1: Absolutely. So before I go into what we do, I want to talk about the why first, mm-hmm. and I think that would give some context into um, what the startup is all about. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so as you know, we've been blabbing for most of, uh, 24 minutes so far and uh, talking about different exciting topics and coming to <laughs> the Boy and Davido and <laughs> jumping off of buses and all whatnot. <laughs> but, um, um, I did mention that, um, that I do run a, a charity, Um, registered here in canada and we do work across sub-saharan africa and our primary purpose is around providing uh, assisting with quality education poverty Mm -hmm. alleviation good health and well-being and we've been doing this for over a year now Uh, i i remember sitting down and um i i chatting with my coo and we you know every time we we see a, a project initiative that we're trying to do and I I I sit down and I say, hey Michelle, listen, we we've, we've been pushing money here. Um, it is not sustainable, and as a, as a charity, raising money is also not sustainable. I mean, it it, it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. It, if you yeah. have the network and all whatnot, there you go. Uh, right. right, if you have the network, um, but mm. um, raising money is not easy. I'm sure even the United Nations will tell you that they sometimes struggle to raise money. <laughs> That's why you probably see the the chief of the world food program, always begging for money on national TV and social media. And you go, if the WFP is asking for money, who am I? You know, so, um, but it, it is difficult to raise money. Yeah. yeah. And um, I said, what are we going to, what, what thoughts, how do we go about this? And then at the time we were not a charity, we were just a not-for-profit. Um, and as I, so we were, I was like, maybe people are not donating so much. Uh, because we it's a not-for-profit, I think if we became a charity where they can mm-hmm. donate and we can issue our tax receipts and yeah. whatnot, then that would mm-hmm. help. Um, so, yes, we decided to start going into becoming mm-hmm. a charity, which we eventually got thanks to the Canada Revenue Agency, which was a, an intense process that took a <laughs> long time. We're talking about it, almost a year. Back and forth emails. Oh, it was oh, wow. crazy. Yes, yes. They, was it because they... of
0: COVID? just
1: not COVID they, they want, no. they, they want to take their time. It's the right thing to do, you know, um, because you don't want to wake up and just give anybody charity status. status. You're, mm. you're giving them free money pretty much. Right. Because the government is writing off uh, your, you know, your expenses and all whatnot. Right. Yeah, so they, they, have, they have to do their due diligence. So I applaud them for, for the, for the, it was a painful process, but I applaud <laughs> them at the same time. Um, but um <laughs> Um, so yeah, we started. Um, we we got charity status, and then um, you know we we started having more response uh, from people. And my company Bell, where I work for, I used to do. I, I'm a volunteer there as well, and Bell supports uh, the work that we do. Every every donation that I donate through my employer, my Bell matches that hundred percent, which is beautiful. Mm. Uh, Oh. I I love working. Oh with wow! That. Yeah, yeah. So 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 it, so yeah, that was very um, inspiring and all whatnot. And so so we are able to now have a bit of a footing, right? However, we still needed ways to um, to create a find ways to be to have income coming in. So I decided, listen, why don't we uh, look at building out a social enterprise that, um, as we are making money through this. Um, company, we are able to do good works as well, and that was what led me down the path of Aforma, which actually means goodwill in my native mm-hmm. tongue in my Igbo language. Mm-hmm. Um, so Aforma is our is a blockchain company. Uh, we are leveraging our own protocol, our own native utility token, um, to drive um, an ecosystem that is um, socially impacting. Okay. And in that ecosystem is what, part of that ecosystem is another startup that I'm running, which is Seletic, um, which is a multi-vendor um, handicraft marketplace, okay? So a former will be an enabler within that handicraft place, mm-hmm. and I will explain pretty much what that means. So the primary reason why we started our startup is purely because we wanted to find ways to, to look at money to be a tool to solve real world problems okay right. um so we felt that you know if we can build something where we can enable businesses um and allow them to scale and as they are scaling as we're regenerating revenue we can mm-hmm. do two things keep our investors happy and at go. the same time <laughs> and at the same time do good work um, mm. I, i'm sure whoever in, in, who people that will invest in with us uh, they will want to know that we are using their money to to do wonderful and good things we are creating an impact in the world right um so that's it we i I always believe that um companies can achieve two things you can do good things and um, you can also be more you can be profit driven as well so that's primarily what we're doing right so Aforma is an enabler for this ecosystem. Uh, one of that part of that ecosystem is Celedic, which is our multi-vendor marketplace, because I believe in the talents yeah. that we have across, um, across Africa, across the globe, right? Yeah. The handicraft space is, almost yeah. proje- is projected to be a $1 trillion market by 2027, right? Wow. So why don't we let Africans tap into that market mm-hmm. as much as we can? Right. Um, we one of the things that I have seen, and the reasons why we went into this space is, um, we, uh, Africa remains a continent that people reluctantly or not intentionally, maybe, um, but they don't understand the power about about being online or being digitized. Hmm. Right. Um, um, you, they tend to conduct their businesses um, locally they don't have accessibility to the global market, right? Because one, maybe they lack the capital to achieve mm. that because it would involve them building a website, it would involve yeah. them talking to DHL, they would involve some yeah. of these international logistics companies. Those things cost money and yes. those things come with trust, right? Mm. Um, it would involve, you, you know, how do you handle a transaction? Which payment processes are you gonna go with? It's, it's a lot of work, right? Mm. And the internet penetration, don't get me wrong, internet penetration in Africa is improving year yeah. in, year out, big Absolutely. time, right? It mm-hmm. is improving. Yep. I, I think there's still a lot of room there to grow, um, but I think as we also want to find ways where organizations today are finding, are tapping into that ability to allow, based on the internet penetration improving, bringing people to actually scale and compete on the global scale, mm-hmm. right? So. That was why we went into this space. And the reason why Aforma being an enabler is we are adopting blockchain, uh, Blockchain, right? So now we can truly allow, create a more of a sharing economy where artisans can come in list on our Celtic platform and um, we can, you know, allow them to scale and connect to the global market. And mm-hmm. on top of that, we can incentivize them for doing, conducting good business practices right? Using our tokens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the the to- our token base is more of also allowing them to get into a more of a governance structure where they have a voice. So we are building a marketplace by artisans and for artisans, because if some members of my teams are actually artisans, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we are building a structure where we're taking more of a purpose-driven approach where they can have a voice as they become token holders. And we are, we want to lead, the handicraft space into the adoption of web3 right and that is what our format will eventually
0: allow us to do
1: so that is primarily what we're doing in a nutshell
0: that is crazy because when i hear this i'm like what this is exciting but i'm like maybe this is something that i understand because i am in france and you're in canada okay let me just say i am in Lumumbashi in drc and obviously being africans we've seen so many artisans you know left and yeah. right basically how will i be walking down the street and be like i think you know dude i think you be interested in you yeah. know this and yeah. eric should connect you to that yeah. how is that even that conversation conversation start? to be honest yeah. like yeah
1: it, it, it is it it a i'm glad you actually asked this question because um i was just chatting with um um some family friends a few days ago and um one of the things I also I pointed out was sometimes we don't I, I feel I don't see the drive um, as well from Africans right um Makes they keep uh, you know I hear yeah. youth uh, and their, their concerns are valid they're saying you know mm-hmm. give us you know when they talk about the government give us platforms give us the ability to grow to to do certain things to enable us to achieve what we want to set out to achieve sometimes it's not just left for the government it's it's left for the private sector as well people like myself who are Mm -hmm. finding ways to come into those uh, emerging markets right um but it also falls on the 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 citizens right Mm -hmm. it also falls on the the, on them too there has to be some level of intensity from them as well Mm -hmm. if the likes of um Celtic um, can come in and say, listen, we want to give you a platform that's very affordable, that can allow you to maximize your profits, that can connect you to the global market. If you have so-and-so skills, I would expect they will be like, boom, jumping on that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and I, I, I will. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I think because we're still starting off and all whatnot. But when you, when we have these, when I engage with some creators and I have those conversations and I said, you know, this is, who we are and, and all whatnot, you know, you might want to check us out. And if you have any questions, get back to me. You know, sometimes you tend to see, um, okay, we'll check it out. And then, yeah.
2: Dead and just
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But dead it's, silence. It's, it, it's, it's funny. It's interesting. But if you get to say, cause I heard I hear and maybe because I'm not, I haven't been in, in Burundi for some time. I hear that WhatsApp, for example, is huge, you know, I know it's really huge in India. I hear it's huge in, you know, in some African countries. My understanding is that if you say let's, you know, conduct business deals on WhatsApp, people will go there because maybe, as you said, there is a level of trust that we should, you know, start to work on uh, among Africans. And, um, you know, before I believe in whatever Mark Zuckerberg is telling me, which usually according to the data, (laughs) truth is relative, you know? (laughs) So yeah, how can yeah, I yeah. Can, how can I stand and be like, okay, maybe it's my 30s, you know, trying to kind of blend into the African, Afrobeat success and everything. I want everything African, uh, which is not really the case. But let, let me assume it's that. I really want to buy something, you know, um, how do you say? Cocoa butter, yeah, yeah. this and this and that. Yeah. I don't want to buy it from Carrefour or Walmart. I want to buy it from, you know, my african people yeah. in this you know neighborhood
2: yeah
0: how is it tough for you to try to explain because you can explain it to friends and families but like yeah sure 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 but it feels like sometimes you keep that information to yourself you don't even like spread it you know what i mean like it's like yeah, yeah he is working on something it's you know it's fine it's something yeah. african it's something yeah. african related you're like what do you mean african related oh something web free you know it's a lot of yeah. things and the charity in between well go ahead trying to explain to us what you should do better or why we should do better as consumers and as some you know parole is really about african conversation so i guess you know
1: yeah so as as consumers um i'm I'm, I'm, let's talk about consumers now before we go talk about sellers right Mm -hmm. as consumers um I, i i think as africans living in in living abroad i think a lot of us still have a lot of connection back home. Yeah. A you know that personal connection of patriotic yep. connection, right? We we when what, some of us when we leave at yeah. the first go, we say we hate that country, blah blah blah. Then. When we come here and, you know, we're doing very well, we start missing back home and we go, oh, of compatriots, Nigeria. And, you know, you start singing your national, you see your national team on the World Cup and you're beating you're your like, chest. Yes. Oh, um, you know, so, um, so consumers um, predominantly, um, especially in the, in, in, uh, living in diaspora, we always have this connection back home. We always want to support our people back home. That is why Mm -hmm. remittances are so high, right? Exactly. Now, when it comes to commerce, um, I don't know how it is in France where you are, but in parts of Canada, even when I travel to US and I see friends and family members there, a lot of people you see them wear traditional wear.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
1: Why? why why do you think they, they could have easily dressed up like me wearing a t-shirt or a hoodie or dress up like jay-z <laughs> yeah. or Kanye west and they're walking around the streets of uh mm. you know atlanta uh, atlanta and, and all whatnot right but some of them we still wear we a lot of us still wear traditional wears on yeah. sundays they go to church they are wearing their traditional wear yes
0: absolutely
1: <laughs> and if those traditional wears are not bought in canada or in the U.S., or or in France, most of these things come from Africa. Oh, yeah. So the consumer market is there. They just want to see that you are putting up quality products that they can buy, right? That is one. Mm-hmm. Two, they want to be assured that if I pay for this, you're not using Nipost Ni in Nigeria that would take, 10 years, which is the national, you know, post, postal service. It will probably take 10 years before it gets to you. I'm not bashing NIPOS. NIPOS, I love you guys. But anyways. Um, but
0: Just in case you're sending something. You're like, oh. uh, you know, but
1: you don't want to get, get into mm. that space, right? Where they want to know that, hey, you're using a logistic company where if I pay for something, mm. it's going to get to me within a week or so yeah. and I can yeah. track, right? um so those are those are things that matter I I was I was in the U.S. a few weeks ago I went to visit my siblings in in Minnesota and um I saw my brother wearing this beautiful traditional attire and I was like man where do you get all this stuff I saw him one day and the next day another one I said okay Uh, um, where are you getting this from he said oh he has this a tailor in Abuja which is in Nigeria right um that's where he buys his that's where he gets all his traditional wears from so,
0: but he is in Minnesota,
1: but he's in Minnesota in the United States. So what does he do? He needs a new set of clothing. Yo, I need another set of clothes. You have my oh. measurement, right? Oh. Have you, you know, yeah. build it. And I said, so how do you get your order? How do you get it? He said, well, if anybody's coming down to the US, I tell them to pick it up for me. And so you see yeah. if we can yeah. break those barriers where mm-hmm. his tailor can now scale not just by just because his tailor is doing that by he's conducting his business by friend, friends, families, or word of mouth. Wow. But if we can allow you to scale beyond just friends, family, and word of mouth, where you can put up your beautiful attire, Mm -hmm. you know, just put it up there. Say you can make it in small, medium, large, extra large. This is my price. Anybody in any part of the globe, someone in China can look at that and go, I love that and buy People here in Canada, they appreciate what we wear. I, I don't have any traditional clothing here in Canada. I only have yeah. one, which was from my mom's uh, burial <laughs> ceremony that we, that we sold during that time when we buried my, my mom. Mm-hmm. And I remember I wore it. I went to pack books with uh, Michelle, my COO then. We were packing books that we were sending back to Nigeria through our charity. And she goes, whoa, what are you wearing? And I'm like, yeah, it's my traditional wear and blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She loved it. She said, "Where can I get this? Where can I buy this? Oh, yeah, what is yeah. this? What is that?" So people will, uh, people not even just us as Africans. Mm-hmm. People, you know, from different races and cultural backgrounds, yeah. they love the 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 what we do as Africans. They love uh, what we do, culture from a cultural or handicraft perspective and, and fashion perspective. Mm-hmm. They want to get into these things but they want to definitely see that, that the market is accessible to them, mm. right? So the consumer market is there. We just okay. have to make sure that we are putting out something that, one, is affordable. And when you look at, when at uh, Nigerians or people in Africa that are putting out this product, you, when you compare it to folks who are, in, who are also creators here in, in Canada, you see their price difference. The okay, Canadian yeah. creators or US creators, their products might be much higher, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Compared to people in Africa, right? So you see, I'm not talking about the sellers. The sellers can now compete. But mm, so they need crazy. platforms like us to help them scale. So the consumer is there. And once the consumers can say, hey, on Celetic, there are quality products coming in there, they are much more affordable. They, they, uh, and they can get uh, the services top-notch and we can receive those products on time, right? Um, they will they, support Africans.
0: They'll be, yeah. Uh, but the
1: sellers be. themselves have to be able to make themselves discovered. They have to be to
0: out market there. market themselves, yeah. They
1: have absolutely. to market themselves. Yeah, absolutely. You can see, a lot of them sit down on Instagram, sit down on Facebook,
2: mm-hmm. but then
1: the business the business transactions there is not seamless. Mm. I can see someone on Instagram. Um, I, I can't just click and buy pay and walk away. No, mm. you have to call. So imagine me, I'm even in Canada. I have to now call an international number and say, Hey, or okay, let's do this. We can chat over Instagram back and forth, back and forth mm-hmm. Instagram. Hey, um, I want this. I want this. He mm-hmm. tells me this is 20, um, uh, 20, naira and you start haggling the price.
0: Mm, yeah i see
1: now sometimes you get into this thing of where you're now forcing them them to devalue their product yeah
0: absolutely right yeah um
1: so you want to create something that's seamless where you don't you know if you're building, if you're a creator you're building something exceptional right don't get me wrong you might to compete sometimes you have to drop your price but you have to look at what the market is doing as well not just by what one person is saying
2: Right?
0: absolutely
1: um so yeah so you have to look at what 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 the market is doing and all whatnot and then uh, you have to just find ways to compete but make your business seamless and that is what we're trying to offer and offer that it's, in a very affordable way
0: absolutely i mean it feels like we need to educate i mean we you need to educate the sellers and the consumer absolutely. and there's a whole new culture that is coming on yeah. along and i mean good for you guys and good for us because it means that We have probably two things here (laughs) just remind me that i don't have any traditional clothes (laughs) here as well but i have them back home i think so uh to go back to the tokens tokens sometimes when you explain it to the people it's um you know it's like eh? because everything that is digital you know back home i like to teach people that if you don't have land they don't understand like physical Like when I say I'm buying these stocks or I would love to buy these stocks, I was like, but this is no house. This is no land. This is, Mm -hmm. I'm like, Mm -hmm. just, you know, tokens. Yeah. What is that?
1: So tokens, so you want to look at things from two different perspectives, from a number of perspectives, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If you look at cryptocurrencies, there are two aspects of cryptocurrencies. There are coins and Mm -hmm. then there are tokens. Okay. You know, coins are like... um, um, digital assets that have money, like you can truly use as a as a monitor yeah. to provide monetary value, right? Like Bitcoin, for example.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: mm-hmm. right? Bitcoin. Um, for us, the Aforma token or the Oma token, we're in the, on the aspect of being a token. We are more of a utility side of things, so we are adopting a we are a utility token. So when it comes to regulations, it's still not very clear. Some people mm-hmm. say, "Oh, hey, everything is a secu- security." Some people say, "No, you know." Uh, 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 if you're some like on the coin side our uh, securities on the utility side it's not right mm. um, we, for now until when all of this is all figured out by waiting for regulations and all that to kick yeah. in, and for us in you know every country has their own definition of what yeah. um a cryptocurrency should be or will be right um but for us we are uh, we are a, a utility token and okay. uh, utility tokens are tokens where that have a utility, that there is a use case in terms of its leverage within the ecosystem of what you're building. Right. So it is not where, where I can use that to trade or use that as money per se. You get it's to incentivize people who are contributing to the ecosystem. Anything that has to do with building or making the ecosystem more sustainable. So that is what the OMA token is for us. We are looking at leveraging the OMA token to do a number of things from a commerce perspective. Like, for Mm -hmm. example, while going into the e commerce space, there will be to to issue to address the cold start problem. You know, how do you drive engagement, right? Mm -hmm. That's what our token will offer. How do we encourage, how do we support artisans uh, across the globe? If you, Alex, which I definitely hope that you would buy something on Solidic when our artisans start onboarding, we want to say, Alex, thank you for supporting artisans mm-hmm. across the globe, right? And, and we will incentivize you with our utility mm-hmm. token, right? With the Oma token. Africans, because, uh, and artisans in general, we want to start changing. You know how we talked about the, the, the mindset of how we want them to start changing the, their behavior when it comes to entrepreneurship. We, we want to drive that education. For us to find ways to incentivize them to change their behavior when it comes to digital entrepreneurship, that is what the OMA token will will help us do. So if someone is consistently selling products on Sellitik, their product shows it's good quality, they're arriving on time, and the customer is coming back and saying, you know, Eric's product is beautiful. It arrived on time. It's exactly how I saw it on the site. Love it, love yeah. it, love it. Mm. And they're giving four to five star ratings. What am mm. I going to do? Or what are we going to do? We're going to incentivize our artisans. No other marketplace is doing this today, right? Crazy. So we want to look at our artisans as part of our community to say, mm. we are in this with you, right? And if you're con- continuously conducting good business practices, you should be incentivized. Yes, we want you to even maximize your pro- pro- product but we want to incentivize you as well because you, without you,
0: there's, uh, there's not nothing. The market, right? yeah. There's no market. Yeah. There's
1: no market. And mm-hmm. people will make the argument, but hold on a second, Eric. They are, you're still, they're still making money out of this. Yes, we know that. Yeah. But you, know, you still want to you know, chip in something and say, yeah. good work. Crazy. Because sometimes changing, changing people's mindset is difficult, right? But if you can find ways to motivate them, it's that you start seeing it's more of like clockwork you now go oh you know what if i'm it's like a kid you know if you know these kids these, these days <laughs> now they, they tell us oh if your kid is mowing your lawn washing dishes always incentivized with five bucks right if a kid knows that dude i'm gonna be making five bucks every month what do you think is gonna happen <laughs> yeah, i are gonna keep mowing that lawn right Um, so it's more of a, it's more of a process, not just incentivizing them, but we also want to find ways to Mm. encourage them to digitize.
2: Mm. And
1: once others know that this is happening, people are going to go, you know what? There's this platform consolidated. I don't have to pay for my brick and mortar shop anymore. I can keep it if I want, but I can go virtual now, put all my products there. I'm saving money. They are helping me maximize my profits as much as possible. And I can be paid in a foreign currency. Yes, because one of the things we want to do is if you start getting into the Web3 or understanding the abilities of what crypto can offer, we can, you pay for your product and you say, I want to receive um, in, in crypto because I want to earn in dollars. Fine, We'll send you your money in stable coins, right? And you can earn in dollars. If you want to take the, the, the fiat way, yeah. fine. Cellitic mm-hmm. will offer you that service as well. We can pay in fiat, but take into consideration, because fiat is a technology where it includes middlemen, there mm-hmm. is going to be a higher mm-hmm. cost, so you might sure. not, there's some of those transaction fees yeah. will be pulled off, pulled off yeah, from yeah, you getting your money, but with crypto, when you start looking at the adoption of where crypto is going, when transaction fees are very minimal, we're talking about 0.01 mm. USD or whatever, right, you're still getting at least almost 90% of what you set out to do or what you set out to receive, right? So that is what Seletik is going to offer. Seletik will be a platform where we can allow people to come in, Mm. right? We're also going, because we want to scale, we want to drive the adoption of digital entrepreneurship. What are we doing? We are going to offer a freemium model where, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't understand this concept, concept very well, come and list for free.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Come and list for free. What do you have to lose? What do you, I'm asking everybody now on the other when they listen to this? What as a creator, what do you have to lose? If you're a small, if you're a micro and small scale entrepreneur, come and list for free. We will just take our transaction fee when you've made a sale. You just have to find ways to start marketing your product. We'll market as well the platform, right? And then if you say, you know what, I I want to understand this thing around receiving my money in 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 crypto, you know, because I want to keep. I want to maximize my profits, yeah. then we can offer you that and you can start learning from that. The beauty about what we're doing is we keep talking about Web3, 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 Web3. This is a concept that is still not understood, even in here in Canada, even in the U.S. Absolutely. And you, you want someone in Nigeria to still understand to, that? Yeah, Come absolutely. on, let's be, let's be realistic here. <laughs> the only way you yeah. can drive the adoption of Web3 is if you apply it to real-world issues if we have a platform where, where two people can come in and then you start driving them, driving them, let them understand the benefits of Web3 because eventually what we want to do is our former ecosystem will allow us to allow them to mint in the form of NFTs. Mm-hmm. Right. And as they mint some of their assets, like, you know, in the form of NFT, what, why are we doing this? We want to carry that into our own metaverse world. Okay. Where, you, Alex, can come in on a former land, which is our metaverse, and you're building your avatar. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be wearing the typical Western <laughs> culture or the, not Western Western dressing. You want to dress up like a Burundian, right? Yeah, yeah. Now you're going to now start looking for traditional attires. Mm-hmm. You can buy them in the form of entities and use that and build yourself as an avatar. You're exploring a mm-hmm. former land. You're you're buying artisanal products that are on a former land there that's listed on Celetic. That's how we want to start gradually, Mm -hmm. gradually bringing them into that Web3 space. And that is why the utility token comes in. Because as they are earning tokens, the artisans now, right? As they are earning tokens, that is how we know the folks who are now understanding the concept of Web3, and we can carry them along Mm -hmm. into the metaverse, right? For folks, who don't earn tokens, they are either bad players or they are not doing enough to sell a product yeah. or they just, you know, not, you
0: know, just hanging there's there. There's no
1: intensity in yeah. them, right? Mm-hmm. Then uh, that's fine. They can still remain on Web 2 with us or they can come in, stay on Web 2 or come along with us in Web 3. So that's why when I say the Aforma token is a, an enabler, that is what, what we're doing. That's what, what we're hoping to achieve.
0: You just talked about the fact that you know canada and the us i will even include europe it's still like working out the web freeze and the metaverse and the whole thing actually it's funny because i think like next, next month i'm going to to come confer- in october i'm having two conferences one is bitcoin the other one is ai mm-hmm. and it feels like you know people are getting it on yeah. trying to understand what's happening yeah. me every time some somebody like i think a year ago people will talk about you know the metaverse the use of a metaverse i'm like Huh? for a game like i have yeah. friends who are like 10 i'm like yeah. they're playing roblox
2: yeah.
0: i good for them like yeah. alexis34 it's okay but the moment you apply the conversations the blockchain thing for example now i'll have to take you to the government side where i hope like you know yeah. i'll say government people all around the world or even especially in africa yeah. they're listening yeah. to this and say how can we apply this because mind you i think two months ago i was in paris and i had met the Digital minister of something in Ivory yeah. Coast, and I'm yeah. like, they do have a digital minister. Yeah, like, hmm. I think Burundi does one, does have one as well. But I'm yeah. like, we're getting there. You know, where people are having those conversations, but do they even understand that blockchain tomorrow mm-hmm. can take off a lot of your power yeah. or yeah. influence, or yeah. which yeah. for me is a good thing. Yeah. You know, if you ask me, and if you ask. Yeah. Maybe some of the influences in Africa, they'll say, nah, no, because you're taking away some of my power. Yeah. But sometimes, yeah. if not a lot, that power has been misused. So I'm yeah. like...
1: Yeah. I I think the, the most important thing is that the government should not see this as we're losing control. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that let's be honest, when we say things are truly decentralized, right? Um, it's not like on day one or like everything is truly decentralized. There's always still some part of centralization there. Yeah, right? sure, sure. Even like Ethereum, for example, you know, mm-hmm. Every day they decentralize, decentralize. Some of their nodes or validator nodes, some of them are running on AWS. And AWS is owned by who?
2: Um, there there you go. Hello, so there's
1: still hello. some aspect of centralization <laughs> there. Um, so they shouldn't, mm-hmm. be, they shouldn't see this as a bad thing. Mm. Um, what they need to figure out is, because for me, if, if your citizens are doing very well, what's going to happen? The economy is going to do well. Right, the economy is going to do well if you if innovation is thriving, prosperity will in, will increase.
0: Increase, okay, yeah. Sure.
1: Right, so they need to see this as an opportunity to promote innovation. Find ways to i make sure that it is going to thrive, the economy. But are doing that in protecting their citizens as well,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Um, uh, that, that for me is the way they should be looking at this perspective. I know now they will go, Oh, but wait a minute. What about our Naira? Right. When we lose value, our Naira starts losing, losing value Mm -hmm. and all whatnot, then find ways to make that work. That's why they have founders sit down and find (laughs) out, create, you know, create, find, discuss, Mm -hmm. bring them to the table and say, Mm -hmm. how are we going to make this work? Right. That Mm -hmm. is Founders are looking for... They want to have these conversations. Yeah. You know, but but uh, then
0: again, Eric, I feel like, for me, there is a level of threat that the government people should feel and fear because the world is really changing at a very fast pace. The reason why I'm saying this, for example, with the whole minerals things happening in some countries, I just say DRC, for example. If tomorrow we decide to take diamonds out of the soil of DRC and use blockchains, which in our case, we do know that once you put it on the blockchain, you get to say everything, <laughs> whether you decided to put it uh, public or you know private, but usually you get to put it somewhere, be it AWS or whatever. I mean, I don't know if you know what's happening in that region, but it's causing them a lot of trouble, like a lot of trouble. So blockchain for me could be like a place where you're like, oh, you want this? Oh putting it on a blockchain now, well, yeah. no, oh, this is yeah. going to the cars, like the teslas and yeah. and I would love to get a Tesla, but I do know the, the price of the you know <laughs> climate yeah. and stuff. I do know, yeah, but then again, for those who really are trying to hide and play you know play dumb sometimes, you're like you don't know what's coming to you guys, you really yeah. don't yeah
1: i I agree, um but uh, uh, again, the way I look at it is that it's only a government that chooses to be transparent to see the true benefits of what blockchain has to offer uh,
0: yeah big time there so
1: uh, the only governments that should be afraid are governments that are corrupt
0: right? <clears throat> <laughs> i include the world huh? i'm not even including only our oh, continent I'm including everybody but so
1: it... <laughs> so it's only governments that have something to hide mm-hmm. right you know, like if you look at taking into consideration where you're talking about traceability, that's really what blockchain offers. A lot of people mm-hmm. go, oh, blockchain is going to hide this. The, no, you can pretty much track anything, any transaction you want. It's on the chain.
2: Yeah,
1: It's, yeah. it's there, right? Um, when you look at voting, and Nigeria is going to be voting next year, 2023.
0: Good luck um, with
1: that. Don't, don't ask me who I'm, who I'm rooting for. <laughs> Good
0: luck um, with that.
1: <laughs> but um, Nigeria is looking at voting 2023. Um, people in the diaspora today, unless someone, please, anybody who listens to this and I'm wrong, please uh, send me a message and tell me I'm wrong and correct me. But people living in diaspora cannot vote. I can't vote. I don't know what the intention is, why that's that's the, that crazy. we can't vote. And I think it's part of, I think it's maybe written in the constitution. I might be wrong, maybe. But <laughs> people in the diaspora cannot vote. Maybe the government is worried that, hey, yeah,
0: people, you guys how do I know farm. it's really Eric
1: <laughs> right, that's going to vote?
0: You're no longer in the there, country, so I don't there, care. <laughs> exactly. There are
1: ways you can still achieve yeah. this. And there mm-hmm. are ways you can leverage technology like blockchain to achieve this, mm-hmm. right? Because once, one, even not just the fact of I'm looking at from a diaspora perspective, but even within the region itself or within the country itself. Because once someone votes, you can't alter that record. It's there.
0: It's there.
1: Right? Absolutely. So countries and uh, some of these people have to start looking at some of this technology um, to drive transparency, to build trust. The way I look at it is technology is neutral. It's how you use the tech.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. If
1: you use it for good, you will get good results. If you use it for bad, then we are totally screwed. (laughs) Just like how we keep talking about AI and, you know, what the world is going to be now, where are they, are they taking our jobs and all whatnot and, you know, and all whatnot. Are they going to be the next Skynet and Terminator and all whatnot? Are we going to start living in the Terminator space and I just know that when that happens, I will be checking out. I'll probably go to the remotest <laughs> part of my village when that actually happens. Um, or oh, oh, me it, and it, Elon it, it,
0: will be on Mars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go. Um, but it comes down to it comes down to how you use the tech, mm. right? Um, and that's why when, I, when we go on speaking engagements, myself and our team, and we speak, it's all about when people talk about cryptocurrency, oh, is it a scam? Is it a scam? Is this, scam? Is this mm-hmm. that, 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 that? Let's be honest, the U.S. dollar, when it comes to scams, the highest currency that, that results in number of scams is the USD. People I mean, just don't know that. The reason is why they don't I mean, understand blockchain, they don't understand crypto, um, because what people don't understand, it's what comes out, boom, out in the public. If yeah. People are like, oh, you see that thing? We kept talking about that technology. Mm. If people use it for good, and there are wonderful projects out there, mm. wonderful projects that are Absolutely. leveraging this tech to do wonderful things, wonderful things around climate change, driving poverty, um, and all whatnot. If people can really tap into that, I, I think mm-hmm. people will truly understand and see the benefits of it. The problem is that because of there is a lot of regulation and yeah. and uh, you know, the, people can just wake up and create um, their own coin or, or yeah. whatever yeah. trick people into this and because there isn't lack of <laughs> Is it education really i
0: don't know well you know if what if you buy something it, it you actually, understand. you're like, right
1: I, I shouldn't say that i shouldn't say it's tricking
0: I, I mean it's selling i,
1: I mean they, the, they're, they're, the they're are selling, selling something that <laughs> maybe it's not something legit but they're selling something so it's now for us mm. to educate ourselves and find what are the mm. right projects there Mm-hmm. Right. What are the right projects there? What should we really be paying attention to? What should we be really? Mm-hmm. Uh, what should we be really um, investing in? Right. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. And and you know I've been in the blockchain space for a number of years. I got into mm-hmm. crypto when we started looking at the concept around our former right about maybe a year and a year and a half now. And when you look at what cryptocurrency has to offer and what I've learned so far. And when you start looking at, um, oh, okay, the, the hurdles of what to do, to, because a lot of people don't know having a crypto project is not that easy. There's a lot of things that you have to accomplish mm-hmm. to actually okay, get there. Uh, if you're actually okay. a good project, it's not easy oh, okay. at all. Okay. Right. But then when you get to start saying, okay, so I'm going to list my token in some place and you're telling people, Oh, you ha- your Twitter space has to have 50,000 followers. Your your uh, Telegram has to have this. Your to list your project, you have to spend five hundred thousand dollars to uh, list yeah. on our exchange. What yeah. do you think is going to happen here?
0: Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. It that's starts true. making
1: people cut corners. Mm. It starts making people look at the, the 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 ability of okay, hey, I you know what am I uh, if I'm going to be spending all this money, I better be making it back, right? I
0: understand. But that's called greed sometimes or just plain simple laziness sometimes. Because if you tell me, for example, you're putting 50K in the project and you have no idea whatsoever what's happening there, I'm saying this because I'm writing an article on due diligence in some startups in Africa. And I know that sometimes it's crazy. Some people are sending $100 million or 200 without knowing if the company exists. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. as an individual, if you tell me, why me a 1,000 euros? I'm like, uh, yes, but for what? You know what I mean? Like, oh, buy this token, buy buy, buy this coin, buy this one. I'm like, we are this generation for most, I think for those who are listening to the podcast, you can Google stuff and you can YouTube stuff and you can learn a lot of things and you can try and filter things and you can buy a book or two. You know what I mean? Like, what is hindering our things like oh i don't believe in it this is like magic tricks i'm like oh let me you know what i mean yeah
1: i get what you mean and and i'll I'll answer that question but again it's also a part of us being founders ourselves uh founders also have a role a major role to play here um and 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 because the example i was narrating or narrating a few minutes ago was more around even the establish crypto exchanges that are allowing founders like us to drive our projects as well Uh, they also need to when we say cryptocurrency is all about enabling breaking barriers Mm -hmm. right driving decentralization and all whatnot you also want to make it you you need to look at the right project you don't need to look at projects based on cash grab first of all i'm talking about the big big guns there a project like ours we're coming you look at what the potential is you don't need to look at us as a cash. Oh, whoa, well, let's mm-hmm. make money real quick mm-hmm. because now all those things start creating more equal effect. When mm-hmm. you start billing us, you now start looking at us. Me as a founder now start looking for ways to cut corners and all whatnot and you know, start selling something and that mm-hmm. is not what it's supposed to be and all whatnot, right? That's one aspect mm-hmm. of it. Now, as Africans, we, I agree with you. We have to do our own due diligence. We have to read. Yeah. One thing I do notice is this. Every time we want to post out a content on social media, people tend to call me and say, they say, oh, um, can you just tell me what, this, what you want or what you want to do?
2: Oh, they want it quick okay. and easy. They want it quick oh, and easy. Okay. And that is what we
1: tend to see with a lot of people today. People don't want to take their time to read. And that okay. is why they fall victims to these things. People ah, don't want to read. People don't want to take the time to do research. People just want to say, you will make $10 million in one year. Mm. You will do this. You will do that. That's what people do. It entices them and they get into that space. But what people don't know is that these are projects that they have to list a white paper. They have to list a light paper. They have to, what is their why? How is their tokenomics? Yeah. Nobody wants People don't want to take that time to go and read. Again, it also comes down to maybe people just don't have the time, one. People just want to be greedy. They just say, oh, you're going to make so-so money. Let's just invest so, yeah, right away. Let's go. Right? Mm. So it, it, it's, it's, everybody has a role to play when it comes to this space. The, the companies, the founders, uh, uh, the the, 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 the project, crypto projects, that, uh, mm. the exchanges, everybody, Absolutely. government, everybody has government. a role to play at the end of the day if we're going to try and make this thing much more safer and uh, allow people to make the right decisions um one of the things that we want we want to encourage just like most good crypto projects that are out there we want we're going to be driving an education side of this as well that's why we partnered with some organizations today um that will as they are educating people around the adoption of blockchain and crypto we're going to be leveraging our our OMA tokens Mm -hmm. to incentivize so as people are learning they they are getting incentivized for learning and it's not like we're just giving out tokens because we want to give out tokens. Sometimes mm. sometimes being practical helps. You can't just train someone and say, okay, bye, right? Yeah. You train them, you give them the tools to go play with mm. what they are doing. And as they, as they use it, they understand. So that is why for us, we are looking at going that within that space as well, where we will drive that adoption around education. Of uh, blockchain and crypto, we will drive the adoption of push, bringing commerce into Web3. Because we're looking at partnering mm-hmm. with uh, other organizations that are, um, uh, are driving social impact, that are okay. training people on vocational skills and all whatnot. We're going to issue, we're issuing them grants. We're going to issue them grants as well, right? Um, whereas people are learning and doing social good as well, we will, mm-hmm. will drive that. One of the things we're pushing is even within Celadec. Um, artisans today who might not understand or who are not technologically savvy. We want to drive a micro-worker program where youth across Africa, Mm -hmm. Burundi, wherever, right? They can say, hey, I'm going to contribute towards social good Mm -hmm. to enable artisans today who don't have the capability or understanding of listing their products on an e-commerce site. And as they help them on board, we will incentivize them. So they can go into their local communities, find exceptional artisans, train them, bring them on board, um, and then we will incentivize. Those are the things that, uh, because you have to look, the template of running an e-commerce site, especially in the handicraft space, you can't adopt the same template that's working in the West, like in Silicon Valley and all whatnot in Africa. Sure. It's not yeah, possible. It's different.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's and not it's okay. possible,
1: right? Yeah. So we have to find what works um, for us in Africa. And that's why we've been thinking about all these methods, right? Because when I go there, a lot of people ask me, how are you going to handle boots on the ground? That's what our farmer mm-hmm. is going to do. That's what our Aforma is going to do. Aforma mm-hmm. is really about driving that e- creative economy, driving social impact, right? Um, are, we are looking for, we're going to look for you to, for in the near future as part of our roadmap, if you want to, if you have a, I'm going to give you an example of some of the things, the potential of some of the things that we can do. If you have a warehouse in somewhere like Kenya that has mm-hmm. too much space and you don't have anything to do, why don't you, why, why don't you come in and be a hub for us, Right? Be a hub for us. And we can use our tokens to incentivize. You can still be running your business. You can say, I want to make a supplemental income. I'm going to have this space and run it as a hub for selling We can use mm-hmm. the token to incentivize. And this can be youth that can be doing that, right? Youth who have the potential, see the potential of what we're doing. If you're a youth and um, you're somewhere in Africa and you say, wait, you know what? I'm going to start making climate um, packaging that supports the climate for artisans who want to package mm-hmm. their goods and ship out I'm going to start building that. And then we can Mm -hmm. say, hey, artisans, if you're in Lagos, go to this guy. He does packaging, right? And we use our token to incentivize. That's what the utility token. These are the potentials of what we are. We want to find ways to enable commerce. We want to find ways to create entrepreneurial spirit as well, right? So Mm -hmm. there's so much potential in what we are doing. So much potential. Right?
0: I just love the fact that you're you're really harnessing like the power of network on a digital level like yep. times you know exponentially ba- basically. Uh, before I leave you, I have to yeah. give you two examples that I had to work uh, with when I was trying to explain something to one of my friends. As I said, yeah. so as it blockchain is for me what I understand. For example, put this in a sports uh, arena. You have the um, I don't know if you've been following the Pogba something in Manchester United. Yeah, I heard
1: something about that, yeah. yeah.
0: Let's just say, let me take Neymar, right? Mm-hmm. Neymar has been bought from this country to this country. If everything that he's been through from his youth had been put on a blockchain, we'll be able to see who bought what, who gained what, yeah. you know, the mom, the brother, Absolutely. the the... And that for me, because everything is really darkness... Most of the time in the football arena and FIFA world and UFA sure. world, that when I look back and I say, like, calf, because like, I'm putting everything on an African perspective. It's not that I'm dismissing only them, but sure. football sure. is in a powerful industry. And then we look back at home and be like, oh, this Federation is doing this, put this on a blockchain, boom, 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 boom. People, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, they're screwed. I'm sorry to say this, yeah. use, but yeah. I'm like, yeah. it's over, guys. Like, yeah. Still, there will yeah. be a little bit of corruption here and there, but the, yeah. the the level the intensity of it it's done back to the government side when you say voting, for example, I've never voted in my life when I left mm-hmm. Burundi, I was young, and yeah they just say it's not one of my priorities, <laughs> but if we were to use this powerful tool tool yeah and to say, "Hey, I want to either vote in France or in Burundi, you can use this blockchain whether we are like i don't know swimming with dolphins somewhere in fiji or doing this and this and that and you're like even on a local level where sometimes there is nothing like i hear sometimes that it's funny but not funny at the same time like you can hear like thousands of dead people voted for yeah. you know yeah. someone you're like yeah. Eh.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because voila yeah. but deep down it's not funny yeah. so we'll be able to erase all of that and i'm like do you guys understand that it's not coming in 20 years? Yeah. It is coming it's in coming. <laughs> like it's, now. It's, like, it's here. It's, it's yesterday. Th- exactly. Yeah. So if yeah. you want to prepare for a safety net for you guys, or for those who are really believing in doing work, like tech for good, what I can call tech for good, it's like they're already on the way, be it in Silicon Valley or Burundi or South Africa. What is now, if you were to talk, for example, to... Let me just give you two people, the government of the central bank in Nigeria and the president of Nigeria, for example. What would you tell them now?
1: I would tell them, first of all, that um, it would be my recommendation that they lift the ban on, first of all, um, cryptocurrencies when it Mm -hmm. comes to the banking sector. I would definitely tell them that they need to pull um, the leaders within that space and have a conversation of how to make this work. because. Blockchain is not the enemy. Mm. Crypto is not the enemy, right? It's the way it's used that would drive um, the direction of where this space is going to go. There is a huge benefit, huge benefit to what crypto can offer the Nigerian government. Big time, yeah. big time. When you see the amount of transactions that's happening in Nigeria today around crypto, especially maybe when you look at Bitcoin. That is a lot of money that the government can still tap into. The responsibly, the responsible way, right? Not just where they say, oh, oh, I'm going to tax you 40% as we did in in India or whatever, right? (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. no. (laughs) Um, There is a way you can Mm. go around these things.
2: Mm.
1: Whether from taxation perspective, find ways to make it work. Mm. And to two, find ways to drive innovation, to leverage this tech to, to... to create innovative concepts for founders and make the economy thrive, create jobs, right? Create jobs. Right. So that would be my, my recommendation that they would, they should definitely look at, they shouldn't look at this tech as the enemy. They should look at how it's used. If it's used responsibly well, there will be a huge benefit to it. Okay. And it, it involves a lot of yes work and multiple conversations and all whatnot. Sure. But if they definitely tap into it, they will definitely see the benefits of it. Simple.
0: Okay. So before I, I let you go because everything is about, you know, economics and finances and da da, 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 da. we need to talk about the money. Who is raising what? Who is doing what? And uh, before we know it, maybe you're raising from SoftBank. <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> you know, maybe I'm a prophet. <laughs> Something that is, you know, because the funny thing is that a friend of mine actually sent me a text yesterday or this morning, early this morning, and he, yeah. uh, we have like there's this trick, this uh, Cameroonian chick that I like, yeah. at work what she's doing, and sure. she's now raising two million. And she's trying to tackle the problem of France CFA, you know, the CFA problem in French speaking okay. countries. Yeah. And and even with that, I wonder if the President Macron really understands what's happening there. Because I think he will not see, well, I mean, maybe he will not mm-hmm. be there, but, you mm-hmm. know, the, the upcoming one, because yeah. France really has a a tight grip over there. And talking with her about the crypto space and what she's doing, I'm like, what am I going to say is exciting? But not everybody is putting the money there. So it's been a long time coming for the two million. And I think it looks like she will be raising, the article was st- st- stating something like eight figures and something, you know, so sure. it's taking some momentum. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? How are you doing everything from Canada?
1: Um, So for for us, we've done a seed sale of the Aforma token. We did that sometime last year. We Mm -hmm. we were able to, through just friends and families, Mm -hmm. um, and we were able to raise um, at least over $50,000 through our friends and families. Um, We are looking at eventually going into our private and public sale, but we want to be patient because the bear market is still kicking. Big time. Um, so we, we 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 are using this time to focus on building right now, okay. and um, um, that is our strategy or the plan that we tend to keep until when we start seeing the markets improve. Um, so we are right now f- more focused on Celitec. Right now, we have we've, we you know we did our first um, demo last year, which was okay. successful. We now we took feedback from. Um, our friends and people who bought on the platform at the, at the time and some of our sellers that sold at the time. So we now, we've improved on it. And uh, we're looking at launching our, um, our second iteration of Celletic in uh, ending, ending of third, this quarter or early fourth quarter, um, where we're going to pilot with artisans in Nigeria and some artisans here in Canada. So right now, we, I would say, yes, we are talking to some VCs, mm-hmm. some they've, we've been in contact with. Some, um, some we've had to turn down because their vision didn't align with us. Some who did not, who chose not to go with us because they are still skeptical about the direction of where crypto is going. Um, but there, we are still talking to people. But right now, to be honest, my focus right now is to build this platform, to generate some traction, especially with uh, with Seletic, and then. Once we start having some, showing some traction to having some people appreciate some of the work that we do, uh, then we can now uh, start talking about funding, at least from the Celletic standpoint, because Celletic is a separate company on its own. Yep. Our former is a blockchain company and it's uh, taking more of a decentralized concept. And uh, we, my choice would be to keep it that way, um, okay. but it, would be, it, it comes down to um, the holders of the token at the end of the day. The Celidic is a separate company and um, it's, it's taking a different route when it comes to funding. But right now, our focus is on building. We want to make sure it's it's, it we get things right.
0: Mm-hmm. And we
1: want to make sure that the evaluation of the company is done right. We don't want people oh, yes, coming please. in and saying, yeah. uh, oh, you still have an idea. No, we do not have an yeah. idea. We are really advanced um, <laughs> we than there. an idea. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's yeah. the approach that we are taking right now. But we are definitely open to speaking with... Um, um, investors and we want to bring in the right okay. investors absolutely so there um, if there are anybody that's listening on this audience and they want to reach out to me i'm very active on linkedin and uh, if you search oh, yes, my you name are. eric Oswara, you'll yeah. yeah, <laughs> you definitely find me there and then you yeah. can have those conversations and see where that goes mm.
0: there yeah. you go i mean who knows i'll chip in some cash <laughs> Who knows, man? Life is going well. I'm into in that. Yeah, Thank yeah, you a lot yeah. because it, it's, been, it's been a while since I have had, like, this is my first conversation back to, to the podcast, but I've been having conversation off uh, the podcast and it feels like uh, things are changing, man. Yeah. Like, I was yeah. so, so so much of a pessimistic person before, not pessimistic, but like, eh, you know. Yeah. But yeah. then now I'm like, for those who are really, like left behind, you guys will be left behind. If you're not shipping in 250, 250 like now, yeah. uh, you'll be paying 20 million or 200 million in the near future. So yeah, yeah. yeah I feels like for those who really wanna, yeah, help the continent, help your companies and build something that has meaning, not just, I mean, we of course we're working for money. Of course there is yeah. A, yeah, absolutely. a financial reward there, but absolutely. it's like if, yeah, you know what I mean? like. Come on, Absolutely. Africa first for me, Absolutely. Uh, Burundi first, I'm yeah. just saying, <laughs> which is the best country in the yes, world. Yes, yes, I'm just I saying, know. Jesus, you're good. Uh. You put it <laughs> in the heart of Africa. So yeah. <laughs> thank you a lot for your time. It's been a thank really great time to, to talk with you. And if you want to give us like a to the audience maybe let's just assume the audience is quite aware of the blockchain thing i've been reading a lot of books so maybe i'm biased with that so can you tell us maybe a documentary to watch a book to read something that could be blockchain related or something that you read during uh, the holidays if you had holidays yeah actually? so
1: so i am a very technical person so i would not <laughs> recommend any technical articles um to to my uh to, to the blockchain space um yeah. The one thing, though, is that um, um, I think when people people you don't want to be very technical with people. That's the mm-hmm. thing. I, yeah. I think you want to show people that um, it, you need to understand what blockchain is and see its application. I think once you see the application as use cases, then you can appreciate yeah. some of that. So I, I, I wouldn't have the books that i've read because i am a blockchain architect myself i'm mm-hmm. not a developer but i, I from a framework perspective okay. um but i don't want to start pulling people to go and start reading on Hyperledger fabric and all whatnot um <laughs> you don't but know what that. i what i would record what i would tell people is the, the information is
0: out there yeah
1: you know how you mentioned That's google true. i mean just go on google and type i mean what is blockchain yeah. i can assure you there will true. be tons tons of information there that can get you in there you, you can learn blockchain you can learn about crypto mm. and all whatnot what what are nfts what is the metaverse the internet is your friend and then That's when special. you now want to specialize then you can now start saying okay i've acquired all this knowledge now let me now start doing more deep reading
0: and then mm. you can now start looking at
1: books at that point but i would just say start off with the internet that would there be my you. recommendation
0: I'm just saying for those who maybe have like a prime account, maybe, maybe Amazon should pay me. I'm just saying I've, <laughs> I've bought a lot of books this week, summer and I feel like, oh, yeah, 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 I've yeah. put a lot of money there. yeah. But just yeah. saying Amazon, if you're listening and yeah, not you knowledge really, for, for the books, because for me, for example, if you're trashing something, you've never heard of it yeah. before. And like, ah, oh, this is BS, so yeah. I'm like, yeah. do you know? a little bit but no, it feels like i'm no longer taking those conversations anymore yes. so there you go thanks a lot thank you alex enjoy me. canada and <laughs> i hope that canada will be a um uh, how do you say a hub of maybe not the silicon valley but different yeah. I
1: mean? yeah. like me different yeah. we we are we, we are getting there canada is um, well, there is a uh, a lot of um, wonderful things and innovative things happening here as mm-hmm. well um mm-hmm. and uh, there are wonderful people here doing who are in Canada doing work back in in Nigeria. We are there not at the Silicon li- level, Silicon Valley level yet, obviously. Getting but there, yeah, yeah you know, getting there. The, so all maybe, that matters is the the work that we're doing if it's impactful in its in its own way. by the end absolutely.
0: of absolutely. So I'm just saying for those MTN people who would love to you know put some cash somewhere before yeah. Rogers or Bell does that. <laughs> I'm just saying, absolutely, yeah, see? absolutely. See, see? absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Thank you. Thanks, man. Take care.
1: No problem, you too.